positivity alone is a recipe for delusion and pessimism alone is a recipe to never achieve what you really want out of life. Today, we're going to talk about authentic optimism versus things like pessimism and toxic positivity. Pessimists are always more accurate because their dreams are so small and toxically positive thinkers are consistently less successful because they lack the realism necessary to look at their life. Your goal should be to be sincerely optimistic and today we're going to talk about how to get there so you can achieve the goals that you want. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. My name is Brad Bizjack. I'm a personal development expert with 10 years coaching experience. I've built up a multi-million dollar income helping people to master their mind and rewire it for success. And this podcast will give you the principles, the strategic tools to achieve true and lasting success in the areas of money, business, and career, all the way to topics like marriage and love and parenting. This is the place where you start the process of rewiring your mind for true and lasting success from the inside out. This is the Path to Mindset Mastery Podcast. And like I mentioned today, are you more pessimistic? Are, pessimistic? are you more realistic? Are you toxically positive? Or are you genuinely optimistic? And you'll be able to see the pros and the cons of each of these and how some of them just are straight up not good for you. But this was all inspired because I was on an airplane on the way to my buddy's bachelor party. One of my best friends in the world is getting married, and I was on the way there with one of my other best friends in the world named Brian. And Brian and I were sitting together, and Brian's a fantastic human being, one of the most amazing, pe- most amazing people that I know. And he asked me a really interesting question. He said, Brad, how do you be more positive? You know, I want to be less pessimistic and I want to be more positive. How do I do that? And I thought it was a really profound question because you could tell his intention was pure. He wanted to transform and bridge the gap from this place of expecting things to go wrong or, or almost a negativity to a place of more happiness and more joy. And it was really beautiful. And I said to him, I was like, Brian, you don't want to be positive. You want to be optimistic. And he asked me, he goes, well, aren't those the same thing? And I said, no, they're not the same thing. They're very, very different. See, I am an incredibly positive person, but it's authentic and it's real. It's not forced. I don't have to force myself to do this. And the reason I'm telling you that is because it used to be. It used to be forced. I used to be the guy that used positivity as a coping mechanism for my insecurity. It was that thing where I was pretending I was totally fine, but on the inside I was dying. I was using positivity as a way to shield myself from the pain that I would have to endure in order to grow. And I was completely ignorant. And you've heard the cliche a million times, ignorance is bliss. No, it's not. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is pain. Ignorance is pain because it will lead to a bunch of pain in your life that you weren't expecting. See, when you're in a place of genuine optimism, you're going to honor a challenge. But when you're in a place of toxic positivity, you pretend that things don't exist. And so I'm going to take you through a way of identifying which are you. And I want you to be honest with yourself here. Because if you are honest with yourself, you can actually begin the transformation. One of the ways to know if you're living in the land of toxic positivity is avoidance. You typically will pretend problems are smaller than they are. You pretend problems might not exist and that pain doesn't exist. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, you're fine, right? And you've seen those people that minimize other people's reality. And what it does is it causes an emotional disconnect. It causes an emotional disconnect with these other people where they don't feel connected to you. And it feels like you're, you almost feel superior in a certain way. See, when you're toxically positive, you tend to crave validation and significance. So you'll use your positivity as a way to be seen, but it feels empty even though you're craving that significance on a deep, deep level. And your positivity becomes a coping mechanism for your insecurities. You could be in, let's say, a financial challenge. 
and you won't even look at it. You'll avoid that topic altogether and pretend it's fine. The universe will provide, right? It's fine, right? And and so while I do agree the universe will provide, that action of saying, oh, the universe will be fine, or will provide, it's fine. That is a way of avoiding the problem instead of honoring the problem. Toxic positivity will never get you to where you want to go, and it will cause other people to look at you like something's fishy, something's off. Have you ever been in business, and you're that person that's in this place of just positivity on the outside. So on social media, you are sharing all of this positive, uplifting, happy, you don't have any problems, life is amazing stuff and all that content. I used to do that and people didn't connect with it. Why? Because perceived perfection equals no connection. If you are in a place where you're posturing or showing that life doesn't have challenges, people will just brush it off. They won't even look at it. But when you're in a place where you say, and it's not the opposite either. It's not saying you use your business as a way to share all your dirty laundry. I see people do that all the time too. This is all the challenge going out in my life. That's not the right way to do it. Sincere optimism is about honoring a challenge and then deciding how to respond to that challenge. But when you are in a place of toxic positivity, you are using positivity as a coping mechanism for your insecurities. Another sign of toxic positivity is that you will rattle off personal development concepts like crazy. You'll say all the stuff that you know you need to do, but you're not doing it. I know I should be thinking about it this way. I know I need to change the meaning of this. I know I need to think about it from this perspective. Right? But, and so you'll use the consumption of personal development that you've done as a way to shield yourself from going through the challenge of actually changing that circumstance. And so I want you to see if you have any of those characteristics, not because I'm judging, because I want to show you how you can get to a place of genuine optimism. It's a completely different place than positivity. See, positivity is a good thing when it's a byproduct of your optimism, but it's harmful and toxic when it's a way to distract yourself from the realities of life. Does that make sense? And I want you to be honest with yourself. Are you distracting yourself from challenges in life with positivity? Because those challenges in life are maybe perceived as too painful to go through or too painful to experience or too painful to heal. Just be honest with yourself because self-honesty is freedom. So let's imagine you have a scale and on the far right of this scale is toxic positivity. And on the far left of this scale is pessimism, right? The other extreme. Now, what is pessimism? It's the flip side of toxic positivity. It's still toxic, but it's just focused more on the negative. Now, what does pessimism mean? Pessimism means that you let fear win. It means that you are afraid to get hurt. You tie your worth to results. So you will minimize what you're going after so that you're never wrong. And so when you're living in the land of pessimism, you will value accuracy at an extreme level. Now, here's the thing. Most people that label themselves as pessimists are just realistic. They're not actually pessimists because pessimism means gutless. If you are pessimistic, it means that you won't go after anything in life because you're expecting life to be rigged against you. You're expecting things to always be wrong and you're expecting to never get what you want. Really what pessimism means is you're afraid to get hurt again. And you will value accuracy at such, such an extreme level because you tie your worth to an outcome. You think, I need to achieve this and that determines my, my worth. I am my results. Pessimism is toxic because you're living in fear consistently. You can't experience the joy and the juice of life. You're just afraid to get hurt. Now, these are the two extremes. Right in the middle of this scale is neutral. So let's go a little bit to the left. In between pessimism and neutral is something called realism. 
Realism can still be toxic. Why? Because you will still shrink your dreams down to make sure you can hit them. And so even though you're taking action towards what you want, what you want doesn't really inspire you at a massive level. So there's not really an aspiration driving you. In fact, if I were to pin a realist versus an optimist against each other, and the optimist asked the realist what their goals were. The realist would say something realistic, something small, something safe. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go for this goal because I know I can hit it. That sounds like something I can do in this amount of time. I want to be realistic about it. An optimist will say, okay, cool. My goals are to do something massive, something huge. And the realist will say to the optimist, well, are you sure you want to go after that? You might miss. And the optimist will say, oh, well, of course. Of course I want to go after that because even if I miss, I'm going to be further along than if I played it safe because an optimist doesn't tie their worth to an outcome. A realist still does. A realist still ties their worth to an outcome. And while they're taking more action than a pessimist would, a realist isn't actually living in the feelings of their wishes on a regular basis. They're not letting an aspiration drive them to create something bigger. But then if we go to the other side of neutral, in between neutral and toxic positivity, we have optimism. This is the sweet spot. This is where you want to be. Because when you are optimistic, you can do two things, you can do three things simultaneously. Number one, you can honor accuracy. Number two, you can honor challenge. And number three, you don't tie your worth to an outcome, so you go after massive goals. When you're an optimist, a genuine, sincere optimist, you do not deny that challenges exist. You say, well, this is a very real challenge. You accept the challenge. And so you're saying, okay, this challenge is here. This is teaching me something. What can I learn? How can I grow from this? See, whereas a toxic, toxically positive person will say, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, a sincere optimist will say something different. They'll say, okay, that's challenging. That's really hard. Here's how I'm going to choose to look at it go forward. Here's how I'm going to respond because this challenge is my responsibility. Responsibility meaning the ability to respond. See, that one of the biggest difference between, differences between an optimist and any of these other characters is that an optimist values growth over accuracy. An optimist values growth over accuracy. Now, what does that mean? You, as an optimist, you know you're gonna be wrong most of the time. You absolutely know, without a doubt, you're gonna be wrong most of the time. Now, what do I mean by this? I miss most of the goals that I set. I haven't hit all of my goals in probably, I can't remember the last time. All last year, I think I missed 95% of my goals that I set. But because I value growth over accuracy, I'm still winning. Because even if I miss the goal, I learn something from that. But on top of it, I set bigger dreams that cause me to think differently. You, when you are truly optimistic, it allows for dreams that are bigger and they, they have to change how you think about a challenge you're facing. See, I never set realistic dreams. I set dreams that are unrealistic and massive. But to be truly optimistic, you need to honor the current reality of your life. You need to look at where you are at and say, okay, this is the truth about my current situation. I accept my current situation. But where a toxically positive person, would, when they pretend it's a non-issue, an optimist says, this is a significant challenge. Here's how I'm going to look at it. 
But because an optimist does not tie worth to an outcome, they're able to go after these massive dreams, not tie their worth to an outcome, honor the true challenges in their life, and still value the accuracy and the reality of their current situation. It's how you get anything you want in life, but you have to be honest with yourself and recognize that to be a true, genuine optimist, you're likely going to be wrong and miss what you're going after most of the time. So to be a sincere optimist, my theory is that a lot of self-worth work is needed. You need to do the deep work on yourself so that no outcome ever impacts your worth. If an outcome impacts your worth in any way, then you're going to try to either sway to one side or the other. You're going to be toxically positive or more realistic or pessimistic. To be optimistic, worth is never a question. So you're always going after what you genuinely want and you're honoring the challenges of life. Does that make sense? So which are you? Where are you on this scale? If pessimism is on one extreme, toxic positivity is on another, then you have neutral in the middle, and you have realistic in between pessimism and neutral, and optimistic between neutral and positive, where would you say you genuinely are? Now, if you're like most people I work with, you probably want to be more optimistic because you want to not deny things. You want to work on your self-worth. You want to go after huge dreams and not fear missing them. All beautiful things. So if you're like anything, any people that I work with, you're probably saying, well, why am I so pessimistic? Why am I so toxically positive? Why am I so realistic? And if that is you, take the what's your unique success archetype quiz. It's going to give you some insight into where your feelings of worth are getting tied up with results because that's the only thing that's causing all of this. Your worth is tied up in the results of whatever you're going after. And so if you identify your unique archetype, your success starting point, your current beliefs about life, then something really interesting happens. All of a sudden you're self-aware enough to say, okay, that's been limiting me in the past. I'm going to change it. So take the What's Your Unique Success Archetype quiz. It's listed up right below this episode. You can also find it at quizzes.bradbizjack.com. But I'm curious to hear which are you? Are you toxically positive? Are you pessimistic? Are you realistic or are you sincerely optimistic? And I want you to ask yourself, what's it costing you at each one? Are you actually achieving the goals that you want? Food for thought. So I hope that this added tremendous value to your life today. Looking forward to hearing how you transform from this and what's your current starting point and then what you're going to do to shift into a place of genuine optimism. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Path to Mindset Mastery podcast today. My name is Brad Bizjack, and always remember you're only one insight away from a radically different life. Next week, I have a huge announcement for you, so you're just going to have to stay tuned.